Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Our next pre-zone transformation and success story, Christina Archangioli. And Christina is a real estate broker, so she's the CEO of a really big brokerage network. She's got 200 agents, and they do trading also. So it's a full-fledged enterprise. About 20 years ago, somebody said, well, what do you see your role as a strategic coach? You know, I mean, you deal with all these different entrepreneurs. What do you see yourself as your role? And I said, well, I lay track in front of really, really powerful locomotives. And they said, well, where do you get the track? And I said, well, don't back up. And Christina just about checks every single box of being a powerful entrepreneur, her capabilities, her sense of vision for herself. And I think she actually calls it her momentum mindset. She's just got this maximum momentum mindset. I get a lot of pleasure because there isn't anything that we have to teach Christina about being a visionary, about being ambitious, about, you know, being a very persuasive, very, very talented person. There's nothing that we have in Strategic Coach to teach her anything about that. That was factory equipment for her. I think what we provide, and she mentions and she points out specifically the who, not how concept, that entrepreneurs can just have a switch in their brain that's wrong. And what I mean it's wrong, that after they've learned how to do something for themselves, then it's a matter of setting up goals where other people can actually achieve those goals. They don't have to do the work to actually achieve it. I'm Christina Arcangioli. I'm a real estate broker, and I am an investor in a franchise of a real estate company, a bit of a serial entrepreneur, and I have been in strategic coach. We are just starting year four. I've always had a value for money. I wouldn't say it's agreed for money, but I like money to work for me, not me work for money. So I actually was a homeowner at a very young age and rented out a room in my house to help subsidize it. I've always looked at that kind of leverage to sort of very simply in the beginning, do some wealth building, but also to just be able to take one opportunity and grow it into another opportunity. So from a entrepreneurship, I guess maybe more wealth building is what started it off. I got into real estate about, well, in 2008, I got into real estate. And again, that was also just to get the rewards of the time invested. So I knew that my payoff was going to be an extension of the time and effort I put in, not a dollar per hour for someone else. So from there, it just continued to grow. And when I learned the mindset around entrepreneurship and the relationship with money and all that greatness, continual opportunities showed up that I was able to take advantage of or to investigate. And I'm a little bit addicted to just taking the chance and see what the next step looks like. Because I came from a doer skill set that I just, I needed to be the one to get things done. So that was sort of where in the last, I'd say six years, my biggest growth has happened. And that is to empower others, set them up for success. And I always look at it now as to what's our goal? What's our end game? What do we want to accomplish? I don't have to be in every step along the way. 
In fact, I'll probably mess it up if I insist on inserting myself. So I really take the rules to stay in our own lanes and then ask for help as well. So if somebody does need help, the whole team is there as a resource. My best growth, I think, in the last little bit has to get out of my way, which actually gets out of other people's way as well, and leaning on others' unique ability. So I love to coach. I think the one thing that I'm really good at is sitting on the other side of the table of a situation and knowing that nobody gets up in the morning, at least I choose to believe, nobody gets up in the morning to ruin somebody else's day or to mess up or to screw up or to you know, cause chaos or harm. So to deconstruct the emotions out of a situation and to come up with a solution that's going to be win-win for everyone, I think I can really help my team when things are bumpy. So I have two hats. One is a CEO of a real estate brokerage, which we have about 200 agents. And we also have about 14 employees to that company. And then I also have a small real estate trading team, which is more boots on the ground. I run that actually with my mom. She came into business with me uh, about 10 years ago. So we have some admin assistance on that team. And then from the brokerage standpoint, that's the much larger scale. And that's probably where the biggest growth has happened for myself and for the company, actually. So when I got into real estate, I was recently separating and had a one-year-old daughter. So I really launched my career and went through all of that at the exact same time. And I'm no superhero. I actually had fantastic support with my family on the personal side, which gave me the ability to go out and you know, create the business that I was looking for. Then I realized I really was missing. I didn't have a child. I didn't become a mom to not be, you know, present for those moments. So I really look at supporting the family life first. And I'm really fortunate to be attached to an organization that values that first and foremost. And then I just want people to realize or understand that they really do hold all the power. And I often will say, stand in your power and get connected to your heart and the path is going to surface. So whether it's a relationship bump or a career bump, if you just can take a little bit of time to look inside, you'll find what drives you. And just forward momentum, more doors will surface. You do not have to have all the answers, which I think is one of the things that People think they have to. Who Not How, honestly, was one of the best books I ever read. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know anything. Just have a great idea and the rest will come. (laughs) So I love sharing that with people and giving them the freedom to dream. I stand in my power by giving myself the freedom to dream, I think. I would say that I'm the first generation in my family to kind of have this entrepreneurial spirit. I share it with as many as I can, and I want to bring the journey. My purpose has gotten so much bigger than business. My mission is to really never have to say no to an opportunity because of time or money. So I want to position myself that if it's philanthropy, if it's a community service, if it's you know family support, whatever, I would like to always have myself in a position where I can help and be available. So... My day-to-day actions are always supporting that vision and that mission that I'm on. My daughter's also an entrepreneur now. She started a little business at 10 years old. She's now 14. So she created a bath bomb company that she has been in a couple of salons. She has been in a number of artisan markets. And now she's in a local box, similar to like a Fun box. 
she's in a local one that's featuring her product actually that's going to go out in November. So DB Bath Bombs is the name of her company and she's, it's very local for her, but it's awesome. So I think in the beginning, sometimes we call ourselves entrepreneurs, but we just sort of created ourselves a job. I think when you turn it into a business, that's kind of the next level. So to be an entrepreneur, I think when I first started, it was really trying to leverage. We all have the same amount of hours in a day, but our dollar per hour can change. So that's what was a bit of a driver to me. And again, if you knew me, I'm not flashy by that, but I love what money can do for those around me. That's kind of where the passion lies. So if somebody was actually thinking about it, even when my daughter was thinking about it, I made her create a you know dream list and a vision board and a business plan around it. Definitely doesn't have to be formal. Just put your thoughts down on paper so you can revisit it and keep growing it. And never say never. I would jump into doing it. Some of the riskiest things have had the best payoff. And surround yourself with people that are like-minded and that are going to encourage you. So it's really easy to, you know, friends and family from our common circles can sometimes get in our head that it's not a great idea. And that's really, I think, just coming from scarcity of the unknown. So my best advice is to surround yourself, seek out guidance, seek out coaching, seek out others that are doing it. Success leaves clues. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. Go for it. Absolutely go for it. Like I don't go out banging on doors for the opportunity to just serve. In some cases, you know, I've been able to go to another country to a state and help during a hurricane relief after math. Those are the opportunities I'm talking about. If I had to worry about the time or money or leverage that I had in play, I wouldn't have been able to have that experience. And that was a life altering experience for myself. So just be open and don't be afraid. If it's a little out of the box to what you normally do, if it scares you a little bit, it's probably got something really good on the other side. So I look for those opportunities, you know, creating a kid entrepreneur program that I'm working on. I'm actually in the process of, I'll call it writing a book, but I never thought I'd say I'm writing a book. (laughs) So my daughter created a list for this summer after lockdown, lockdown and schooling at home for her as a single child or an only child wasn't going well. You know, it messed with her a little bit. So we created a list of 29 things and 29 is her rep hockey number that she wanted to accomplish over the summer. So they were everything from jumping off of a cliff into the lake to water skiing, to dancing in the rain, to a drive-in movie. There was tons of stuff on that. And we checked off that list. And some of the things we had no resources to, and it was one of those, don't know how that's going to happen, but we'll see. And I just started to journal all the things that were getting checked off her list and how they came our way. I'm journaling it to kind of put it, I really would love to leave a legacy of kids dreaming this and understanding to just throw it out there. We do now have a society where everything's sort of tech oriented, compartmentalized, and you're supposed to know the answers. And through her experience, innocently enough, it was just such a beautiful story to unfold of all the things that she was able to do this year that we didn't have connections to get done. You know, four-wheeling, I don't have a four-wheeler. We were knocked on the door and we were renting a cottage and they said, hey, we're going four-wheeling. So she got to go four-wheeling. Yeah, so that's how things show up. Just write it down. Doesn't matter where you put it. And, you know, the universe is listening. 
if I could share that there was a time in my world that my gas was shut off at my house because I was robbing Peter to pay Paul to now have the ability to share and give back in so many new arenas. I don't have any superpowers here. Like I haven't got any magic. I haven't got a silver spoon in my mouth and I don't work like a dog to make it happen. I'm committed for sure. So I really wish I could just share how full my heart is from taking the risks and chances or what I think are perceived risks. They're not. It's awesome. It's awesome. I think that that's one of the breakthroughs that we got with the who, not how concept of just how many very powerful entrepreneurs who are successful in every other way can't free themselves up from old hows that were useful one part in their career. I think everybody, you know, has to learn the hows of your profession, but there's a certain point where you just flip the switch and it's not you doing the hows anymore. And I'm just so delighted that we were extremely useful in that way. And uh, I suspect that with all the success that Christina has reported on so far, I get the feeling that this was just basically R&D training for her to really identify, you know, what lies next. You know, there'll be another growth stage and then there'll be another growth stage and another growth stage. But she's very definitely a powerful locomotive and we're trying to lay track as fast as we can to be useful to her. Mm -hmm. 